0: You know, I love today's topic. We're going to talk about having difficult conversations. Yes, it's the last episode of June. My gosh, already. But we have really been working on doing the hard things this month that create a path to purpose-driven life. And this episode is going to change how you see difficult conversation. And it's going to help you decide if you actually need to have a difficult conversation with someone or not. So let's get started. Hey there, everybody. My name is Justin. Welcome to the Strength, Yoga, and Freedom podcast. Yes, this is the podcast where we use the philosophy of yoga in a practical and everyday way, one small step at a time. To become happier people and also people who are driven by purpose and we're going to talk about the purpose of having difficult conversations or maybe not having a difficult conversation choosing not to and so you may wonder well why would we not want to have a difficult conversation with someone if we quote need to well we're going to talk about that in today's episode and what i talk to you about may surprise you but before we get into that topic yesterday which was june 28th wednesday june 28th we had a brand new class premiere on the strength yoga and freedom youtube channel which is called yoga with a twist so we did warm-ups we did some twisting and a little bit of a flow and then we came down onto the earth and took some grounding and we rested so if you or anyone else you know could benefit from a practice like that where you're taking movements and then you're twisting and turning in your body to help you cleanse, detoxify, renew yourself. It's a great practice. Really check that out. It's on the YouTube channel. So if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, be sure you do that and hit the notification bell. So that way you're notified when brand new content comes out. Now next week, which is going to be the week of the 4th of July. On the 4th of July, I have a great episode for you. It's a short episode too. Well, we're just going to talk about the word freedom. And freedom is in the title of this community, Strength, Yoga, and Freedom. What does freedom really mean in the, yo- in the sense of yoga philosophy? What is really truly coming into some freedom mean? We're going to explore that in a short and sweet episode. And then we're going to begin talking about relationships. And relationships tie in with doing difficult things because in relationships, we have to do Difficult things. So we're going to tie all that together as we move through July. Now, another uh, programming note for July: the week of July 10th will be rewind episodes again. There'll be a few rewind episodes that are kind of going to be coming out which will also be centered around the theme of relationships and how we interact with other people. So all of that stays in the same theme. This way if you have not heard these previous episodes or if you have and we are going to refresh ourselves, it's beneficial for all. So those that's what's coming up in the month of July and I am so excited about it. All of the links by the way to follow me on Instagram and buy me a coffee, signing up for our newsletter, so on and so forth. That's all in the descriptions of these episodes, whether you're on, you know, your podcast app or you're on YouTube. Okay, so part of this whole doing the hard stuff comes back to having difficult conversations, which is what we're talking about today. The last time we were together, we talked a lot about complaining and gossiping. That was the whole theme of that episode and how you can actually take this challenge. I challenged you of not complaining, maybe unless it's to work through something in your life relating to your purpose. And then the same goes for gossiping. And I also challenge you when it comes to gossiping to stop talking about other people who are not in the room with you unless it is a positive conversation. The other thing I challenge you to think about is the meaning of the word gossip, the meaning of the word complaining, and how you can actually use those words for positive things to move you into purpose. So be sure to catch that episode. That was a awesome episode. So if you haven't listened to it, check it out. There's some eye openers in there, but today's episode is going to be broken up into three parts. Part one is going to be, what is a difficult conversation? Part two is some tips on having difficult conversations. And then part three is, should you even bother? having a difficult conversation? Like, is it worth it to have a difficult conversation? We're gonna talk about all of those things. But before we do, I wanna remind you that the way that we link all of this kind of doing the hard stuff, the difficult stuff that leads to freedom going forward is tied to tapas in yoga, meaning self-discipline, consistency, and lighting up the fire, burning, Now, in yoga philosophy, tapas is a way that you get to experience uncomfortable things in your life. But these uncomfortable things aren't there to harm you in any way. They actually will help you in the long run by clearing the path for your purpose, for staying on course, because doing everything that's easy keeps you in the same loop of anxiety, depression, self-doubt, procrastination, and a desire to just let life run you rather than you running your life. And I used to be someone who always let their life run them. And now I still see and interact with a lot of you who say that you're just letting your life run you. And then you worry about why you're worrying so much or why you're anxious so much or why you have depression all the time or why there's fear and why there's You know, all of these things, it all comes back to fire, to doing the things that you're definitely capable of doing. You're fully capable of doing them. You just don't want to because there's fear. So that's what this whole theme that we've done in June is all about. Doing the things that can seem really hard, but would they need to be done? And so we're gonna get right in, let's jump in. We're talking about difficult conversations. So number one, what is a difficult conversation? difficult conversations are conversations where there is going to be a subject matter that is discussed between people that can be uncomfortable it could create a feeling of triggering of emotions that are negative and the fact that you are potentially becoming emotionally vulnerable those are difficult conversations The thing about these conversations is that there is an unknown outcome associated with them, right? You may have a desired outcome in your mind, but you really don't know what's coming at the end. You really don't. And the reason these are so tough is because we have to emotionally open up and express how something maybe has made us feel, or that there is something we might need going forward that we need to communicate. Remember, folks, nobody is a mind reader, no one, even those of you who like to say that you can finish someone else's sentences. If you say that you can finish someone else's sentences, you are mistakenly shoving a muzzle onto someone else, not allowing them to fully express themselves. You wanna know why? By the way, every single human being has a right to express themselves, every single person. And do you wanna know why? when you say that when you can finish someone else's sentence it is putting a muzzle on someone else because you don't know what they're going to what they're actually thinking they may have a habit of saying certain things and you think you know that you can predict what they're going to say and you guys have created a little game however you have zero idea what the other person is really thinking or feeling zero now there's a lot of fear behind difficult conversations you often think of these things as Maybe salary negotiations or having to terminate someone when you're work at work and you are in that position or disciplining someone at work or even when you need to ask for a divorce or break up with someone. But there are even more examples of difficult conversations like having to talk about sexual harassment or other discriminatory behavior, asking a friend to repay you money or stop eating your food in the refrigerator. What about when you have to put in your resignation at a job? That's a difficult conversation when you're preparing to move away and you're telling your friends and family that you're moving to another city. But let's get even more practical because I like this podcast to be as practical as possible. Difficult conversations could include not allowing someone to speak negatively about themselves in your presence. It could mean not going out with your friends all the time because you have low funds, you have low energy, or you want to focus on a project or a business you're working on and then you have to have a difficult conversation as to why you're not going out all the time you may need to have conversations about quitting the drinking and staying away from bars or clubs not taking the vacation you have planned because of internal or external struggles not allowing phone calls or texts at all hours of the night communicating all of this stuff is difficult and another one is feeling like you're being taken advantage of or are not being valued either at work or in a relationship. So when you have to have conversations like this, they're not easy, but they sometimes have to happen. There are many forms that difficult conversations can take. So let's go on to part two, which is some tips for having a difficult conversation. Now that we kind of understand what difficult conversations really are. It's that whole emotional vulnerability. Here's tip number one. Do not ever start a conversation with someone who you are going to have a difficult conversation with by saying something like, I need to talk to you, or we need to talk, or I have something so important to tell you or so important for us to discuss. When you start a conversation like that, you are doing nothing else but spurring up somebody's anxiety. And let's go take this even even further into my second tip, which is you may say those things, like I need to talk to you or we need to talk, and then maybe you say, and you know what? We'll talk about it later. Do not say these things or ask people to wait after you have said i need to talk to you do not do that if you're really moving into a purpose driven life you should not be in the business of creating more anxiety for other people right has anyone ever said we need to talk to, like to you and then they say I guess what i just deposited one million dollars in your bank account Woo-hoo! uh that probably hasn't happened to you and yeah, maybe you have had a few positive experiences where someone's done that in a joking way. They've said like, oh, we need to talk or I wanna need to have a conversation with you. And then it turns out that it was like a birthday surprise and they gave you something cool. Yeah, that may have happened like once or twice. But the majority of the time that that happens when someone says we need to talk to you or we need to have a serious conversation, it's not good. And so starting conversations like that is horrifying. Just start the conversation right or tell someone what you want to talk about hey i want to talk to you about xyz that happened last week and then you can go into your conversation so that's the first couple of tips here's another one when you're having a difficult conversation the best thing to do especially when we're talking about feelings and how things have made you feel and we're talking about repeat behavior that has made you feel a certain way it's time to create boundaries and creating boundaries is a process that usually goes, in my opinion, in four steps. The first step is to say something positive, like, you know, Karen, I love spending time with you. And then the second step would be to state what has happened and how you feel about it. So you would say, but when you come over to the house and start to discipline my children, it makes everybody uncomfortable, including myself, and I know you nor anyone else wants to feel uncomfortable in my home. So not only have you then said, Karen, I love spending time with you. You've then said, but you've come to the house and you're trying to discipline my children and now we feel uncomfortable. So all you've done is is said facts so far. Then we have to state the boundary. That's the third part. So you would say, therefore, I am going to ask you not to discipline my children when you come over. There's the boundary. And then the final thing is the consequence. And you would say it like this. Or... I will have to ask you not to come by anymore, which I don't want to do. So if you put that all together, it would be, you know, Karen, I love spending time with you, but when you come over to the house and start to discipline my children, it makes everybody uncomfortable. And I know you nor anyone else wants to feel uncomfortable in my home. So I'm going to ask you not to discipline my children when you come over, or I will have to ask you do not come by anymore, which I don't want to do now. When Karen hears this, she could take it positively or negatively, but that's not your problem. Your problem is to create the boundary because it's a difficult conversation when it comes to telling someone what to do and what not to do that you will allow in your home. Now, there's a lot more to boundaries and there's episodes that dive deeper into boundaries that I have on the podcast, so check those out. But boundaries are really critical They're really, really good framework for when you're having uh, difficult conversations. And another tip, let's go to another tip, is that you do not want to set a boundary unless you see a repeat behavior. And here's why. Because as humans, we all are going to slip up. We're all going to let our ego take over. But when something happens in a pattern, no more is it about just a mistake here and there. That's when there's a pattern, it's part of someone's behavior. It's part of their, it has become part of their character. And so then it's time to have a conversation when there's something going on that, you, that does not make you feel good anymore because boundaries are about you feeling good, not about the other person. Another tip, remember the difficult conversations mean that you may have someone come back to you with their point of view. As I mentioned, Karen may be upset about it, whatever. So it's important though to listen and process what they have to say before you react or you interrupt them and that you show empathy for how they may feel and listen again if someone sets a boundary with you. So listen to what someone else says, because remember, you're not a mind reader. And if you need time to process that, take time to process it. And we're gonna come back to that in just a second. But I'm gonna give you the next tip, which is this. Let's say someone is coming, you've set this boundary, and you're talking about how it made you feel, and then another person is coming back at you. Take what people say at face value. And when you speak, mean what you say at face value and be clear when you're having difficult conversations. Because when you speak in a passive aggressive manner, like saying, I bet that when you were out with your friends, it was so fun for you, wasn't it? You see, that's passive aggressive. Instead, you could be direct and say this, well, I was very surprised and blindsided that you blew off our date to go hang out with your friends and choose not to tell me. There is a huge difference in, I bet that when you were out with your friends, it was so fun for you, wasn't it? And, well, I was very surprised and blindsided that you blew up our date to hang out with your friends and choose not to tell me. The second phrase that I say is all face value. That's all facts. That's direct comment. It leaves no room for question at all. The passive aggressive comments leave a lot of room for question. You're not a mind reader. You don't want other people to read your minds. Your mind is your mind, okay? Lastly, this goes back to what we were talking about when I said about if someone comes back at you and you're, you know, you're, you've you you're, know, set a boundary and now they're coming back with some things and you're listening. It's important to understand that you do not have to deal with ambush conversations. So there's a couple of things when it comes to ambushes. At work, this is common. Like when you're called into an office to talk because management or HR doesn't want you to cause like a scene by telling you why you're gonna go into an office. It is okay to go into a co- into an office with, uh, with someone if they call you in there. But if things start happening and you're not prepared, that's the example I'm using, going into an office. Like if you're not prepared when someone starts coming back at you after you've set a boundary, then you are more than justified To say, you know, I need to process all of this and come back to you when I feel like I'm able to give you a good response. If you go into a professional meeting and someone starts asking you 10,000 questions or, or accusing you of certain things and you're not comfortable with that dialogue, then you can say, I am not comfortable with this and I need time to process so that I can give you the answers you need. Otherwise, we're going to sit here and waste time because this is extremely uncomfortable and I've been ambushed. There is nothing wrong with saying, I feel ambushed and it's making me feel uncomfortable. Same as if you've set a boundary and someone starts coming back at you in a very fierce way. It's easy to get emotionally charged here, but it's also easy to to practice that mindfulness of pausing and saying, you know what? We're going to come back when everybody has calmed down. All right, so those are some tips for having difficult conversations, but I wanna go to part three. part three is about when you should have these difficult conversations. You see, if you are paying attention and you're mindful to how someone in your life is operating without trying to control them. And by the way, this is something where, when we're talking about controlling other people, where you can just start to say to yourself, let them, let it happen, let them be, let them do it, whatever they wanna do, okay? So think about those things as we're talking here about paying attention to how other people operate. You're just letting other people do what they wanna do and that powerful tool does two things. Number one, it allows you to let go of your need to control your loved ones and put the focus back on you. And number two, it frees you from cycling in your head all the things you want the other person to be so that you can be happy. News flash, someone else doesn't control your happiness. They add to your happiness. You control your happiness. So as I just said, if you're paying attention and you're mindful to how someone in your life is operating without trying to control them, just letting them be, you are going to notice behavior patterns. Now, there'll be more on this kind of like, let them do whatever stuff when we get into relationships in upcoming episodes. But I want you to have this in perspective because what is happening is you are allowing someone to just be, and you're allowing their behavior to just be what it is. You're allowing them to be them. And if you do that, you are also working on you just being you, okay? So everybody winds up staying in their own lane, And then we all come together as one in purpose, which is actually exactly what yoga teaches us to be purpose driven. Now, think about if those of you who actually take physical yoga classes or if you take any type of group fitness class for the majority of group fitness classes, you're working independently, but yet the whole group is working too. Yet you're not going into someone else's lane. and putting your hands on them and moving their body into certain parts. Because if you do that in a physical exercise class, you're not exercising anymore. You're now controlling someone else's movements. You're you're not trying to control everyone else's movements. You're staying in your lane while they stay in their lane and it all comes together in purpose. So if someone else consistently shows patterns of behavior that do not align with your purpose, and you are just letting them do their thing over there, then there is no need to have a conversation. And I wanna talk about that. Here is an example. Let's say someone is always late when you plan something with them, always late. Now, when someone is always late and you continue to tolerate that, you are enabling them by basically saying, hey, Veronica, Your time is so much more valuable than mine. So I'm going to just sit here on my little derriere and let the seconds tick away while I wait for you every time we get together or plan something because my time is worth wasting and yours isn't. That's what you're saying when Veronica is constantly late. Now, you have two choices here. Number one, if you feel like Veronica brings a ton to your life, she enhances your life as your friend or your partner, whoever she is, by lifting you up by being a supporter and a cheerleader of your dreams and goals, by being there to complain to, right? Like we talked about in the last episode, she could be a trusted friend who you do complain to and sort things out with. She's gracious and she sees you for who you are. Then maybe in this instance, you would wanna have a difficult conversation with her about being late. And you can set boundaries because you're just letting her be. You're not saying, Veronica, you need to be on time. You need to be on time. Why are you not on time? Why are you not on time? You're just letting her be, you're letting her be. But if it's interrupting you and your purpose, then you can have a conversation with her that's difficult about tardiness. This is if Veronica holds a value in your life. Now, if Veronica doesn't really hold value in your life and she doesn't cheer for you, She's just laissez faire. She does, doesn't really care about, you know, she doesn't uphold the time. She blows things off. And you don't really feel like valued when you're around her. And you feel like she's distracted all the time and not, you know, she's got her own thing going on. And it's, you don't feel like that connection. And you know the connection I'm talking about, right? You know it. You just have to listen to your gut. You know what I'm talking about here. If that's the case, why bother having a conversation? about her tardiness. You get to determine the value in every situation, every relationship. I've had people in my life who have squashed my ideas, belittled me, shamed me, degraded me, embarrassed me, betrayed me, and guess what? They did it on repeat. So let them, go ahead, keep acting like that. Because I got to make the decision that I can either push the friendship to a distance or end the friendship altogether. Because those actions of being late, shaming you, belittling you, degrading you, embarrassing you, blah, 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 are the conversation. They're already telling you all about themselves by their actions. And if you're just letting them be, and you're just letting them do their thing, and it just spirals into this whole other thing where you're not feeling valued in your relationship, maybe it's time to end the relationship or put them at a distance. You get to choose. The bottom line is you make the decision based on what you see. Because if you're doing the work on yourself and you're being mindful and you're treating others with respect and kindness and purpose, with ethics, with grace, empathy, you do not, and you don't get that in return, and you don't get that on return on repeat, it's just a constant cycle, then you don't need to have a conversation because they know exactly what they're doing and you don't need to try to change them. That person is just not in line with your purpose at the moment. Maybe down the road they will be, but right now they're not. And that's not easy to deal with, is it? That is not easy to deal with when you have to end or change relationships when you realize someone is not on the same playing field as you are. But you have the right to play with people who are on your level playing field. You don't have to be around people who bring you down because there are two types of people in this world, my friends, people who want to lift you up and people who want to bring you down. You get to choose who you want to be around. And so... You need sometimes to have difficult conversations. If the person is constantly bringing you up, but there's just these one-offs of behavior and you need to set a boundary, great. But otherwise, the conversation's already been had. And so it's so important to think about when to have these difficult conversations. And yes, the stuff at work about raises or discrimination or so on and so on must be discussed with someone because those are about your well-being at your job, which you are getting paid at your job. So you can either choose to have conversations about the crap that's going on at work with whoever, whomever you need to have it with at work, or you can choose to walk away from a toxic job and find something new because things don't change. That's up to you. You see, it's all about the purpose. And so as we conclude, I want you to remember something. Remember this you have a choice your choice is do i want to have a difficult conversation and if i do i'm going to need to set some boundaries and i'm going to need to express how i feel and i'm going to express the things that i that i need or and i'm going to ask for the things that i need or i'm going to settle with the fact that i've already tried my best i've done everything i could and this person is going to just continue this behavior because it's just been on repeat over and over, and so there's no need to have a difficult conversation because they're not open to change or going to change. Listen, folks, people who do that stuff on repeat, being late, bullying people, discriminating, manipulating, acting in a narcissistic way, those are repeat ingrained behaviors. They don't change, but you have to decide if you're going to be the one willing to work with them or not, in your personal relationships. So, until we meet again next week, think about the difficult conversations you may need to have, and think about the difficult conversations you may not need to have, and where everybody fits in your life. Because I'm wishing you nothing but happiness, joy, love, purpose, because you deserve it. Talk to you soon, my friends. Okay, one last thing. The content in the Strength, Yoga, and Freedom podcast is not intended as a replacement or a substitution for the advice of any medical professional, like a physician, a psychologist, or a qualified therapist, or any other medical professional. It is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only.